0: That moment when we're out of our seats and going out of our minds brings us all together, even for those musicians who make a living being up on their own stage. Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my new podcast, That One Lyric, where fans, including today's guest, singer-songwriter Lauren Jenkins, choose a lyric and describe how it has shaped and impacted their lives. This week, a close friend shared a story about languishing, that sense of emptiness so many of us have felt this past year. It made me appreciate our last episode even more with Jesse Jackson, host of Set Lusting Bruce, who chose that one lyric from Springsteen's Better Days. Better Days was on my F cancer playlist. Just sitting around waiting for my to begin. I've got to enjoy even this unpleasant part of the journey because it's one step closer to being cancer free. Jesse, we're all here for you, no matter what kind of day you face. Last week was almost too many days of hearing from us. I was a guest on Jesse's wonderful podcast, not once, but twice. If you need a Jesse and Ted fix, it's yours. Just find it on our website, That One Lyric. Registered yet for our raffle to win a cool baseball hat? Stay tuned till the end of this episode for details on how to enter. Here we go. Critical acclaim doesn't begin to describe Lauren Jenkins, a singer-songwriter who's been touring since 15, an actress, filmmaker, and oh yeah, a most memorable guest DJ shift on E Street Radio. Let's hear that one lyric Lauren chose, and as a special edition, you can watch our conversation on our website with a lovable creature making a cameo. Lauren Jenkins, so great to see you. How are you today?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me. I wish we were in person, but this is still, you know, it's 2021 and here we are virtual podcast. I love it. I'm here for it.
0: I feel like I've been seeing you in person every week. You're doing so many house (laughs) concerts. We get to see what's in your walls. I think you've got a banjo hanging up in a hallway.
1: Let you break down my walls thing about walls is that keep you safe. You're getting to see it change all the time. It's like, what, what happened to that rug? Did you ruin it? Oh, that plant died. OK, I guess you couldn't keep that alive.
0: <laughs> oh Before the pandemic, we would have thought that was creepy. But now it just seems mm-hmm. far for the course, right?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be weird eventually. Like if I move, they're gonna be like, what do you mean you moved? We didn't know. Or you didn't um, ask
0: us first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the reality is I love playing music. And so the, the past 13, 14 months, the music has to keep going. And that means my living room. So here we are.
0: Well, thank goodness that you and other artists have been doing it. It certainly sustained us and kept us going. It also made us feel closer. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you feel that way at all. Like you would maybe do a meet and greet after a show and meet some fans and take a picture. But here in the middle of your show, we're writing to you and you're Mm -hmm. responding.
1: I don't know Heads, Carolina, Tails, California off the top of my head, but I could do a cover show and learn it for you. I think for me, I'm not really much of an online person. I don't love that whole thing very much. But the one thing that I do love is, you know, after every show, after my set, if I'm the opener or at the end of the night, I like to go and meet people that have shown up and that are there. So I do that after every show and I always have. And I plan to continue to do that because to me, that's kind of what makes it real is meeting people in real life that are in the room with you and singing the songs back to you. So in the virtual world, at first, I was a little nervous about it. But over the course of the year, like one of the coolest things that I've seen happen is people from all over the world logging on to watch these at home concerts and talking to each other and friendships forming like there are people that have never met in real life, but they've been to the same virtual concert and are planning on going to one of my actual real shows. And that's so cool because at a show, you know, you're there. And if I'm in the audience, I'm I'm not talking to the person next to me and saying like, hey, you like great music. We should be friends. That would be weird. (laughs) But it's happening in the virtual space. So maybe I don't know, maybe once things open back up, that sort of mentality will carry over. And I think that would be a really cool thing and you know that's one of the things with the Springsteen Nation and like the Spring Nuts. There's a sense of community that's very rare when it comes to other artists. So starting to sort of see a taste of that with my community is really awesome and I would like for that to continue.
0: Well, if there's any silver lining of community coming together, that certainly is. I've seen your career take off. I watched you warm up for Delta Ray at the Bowery Ballroom on the Lower East Side in May of 2016. Do you you remember that show? I mean, you've done so many shows all around the world. You may not even remember that.
1: I do remember that show just, well, not just because, but specifically because it was my first time getting to play Bowery. I remember it was a sold out show. I remember what I wore. I had friends from when I lived in New York that came to the show, so it was a really special night, especially since I'm such a huge music fan and I've been to all different types of venues to go and be in the audience at Bowery. I I believe the first show I saw there was Ryan Bingham. And then to get to play that stage, it's an amazing, weird, trippy feeling. But yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago, but I remember that night.
0: Now you have a brand new single out, Like You Found Me. You found me. What a terrific song. You've said that it's your criteria that if you're going to hang out with me, don't show up and mess anything up. Yeah. <laughs> I love no, that. I
1: think especially over the last year, it's like, okay, I've created this, this safe space. I'm good. If you're going to come in to my world, like don't break anything. <laughs> don't mess anything up. I'm good without you. So please don't. One of the biggest things that I've focused on is intention, whether that's with a relationship or an encounter or recording a song. It's, you know, what is the intention and making sure that's really clear. And that's sort of helped me stay sane through all of this. And I think when it comes to work and recording, that just makes the music that much better.
0: All right, let's get to that one lyric. What was your first exposure to the music of Bruce Springsteen?
1: I know that there were Springsteen vinyls around the house, and I only know that because I inherited both my grandfather's collection and my dad's collection. So I know that there was vinyl played, but I may have been too young to remember it. I think around age 10 was really when I started to kind of dive into Springsteen. And to be honest, at first, some of his big band, horn sections, all of that kind of anthem Springsteen that I've grown to love now. At first I was like, this is a lot. I don't know. Where's the dark stuff? And then I discovered Nebraska and I was like, oh my man. (laughs) They declared me
0: unfit to live
1: you know, I think with Springsteen it's really been and I'm still learning and I'm still educating myself on his craftsmanship and his catalog, but to me it's been it's been a very long development and relationship of diving in and peeling back the layers. I think my first Springsteen show I was probably 15, 2009. It was mind-blowing. <laughs> After really loving concerts with sort of one solo acoustic person on stage, my closest comparison to something with the energy that Springsteen had would be Dave Matthews' concert. Springsteen was just sort of, I was mind blown. I didn't understand how a human could run around the way that he did and his energy it was just i mean it's it was like something from another planet and again i was you know i was pretty young i was 15 or 16 So watching this all unfold with this entire stadium of people, all part of it, you're just completely sucked in and you just can't prepare for it. You have no idea, but you're there and it's too late and like buckle up. And it was like, again, it goes on for hours.
0: (laughs) You're drained. We're, We're more drained than the band is, I think.
1: Yeah, I was exhausted. I was exhausted.
0: I know it. I left the Rome River tour in 2016 spent. It was almost four hours. He ended it with an acoustic Thunder Road. Screen door slams, Mary's dress suede. And we were almost Mm -hmm. like, we're good. We're done. You know, (laughs) we're done too.
1: You can can go home now. We got it. We got our money's worth and then some.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay, Lauren, before you share, your one lyric tell me what song did you choose that one lyric from
1: you know it's a very challenging question that you post people on this podcast to choose one lyric but immediately the song highway 29 popped into my head i slipped on a shoe
0: she was a perfect size seven this is a story of a shoe salesman who meets a woman, robs a bank, and gets in a car crash.
1: I think even more than that, it's a short love story that has enough drama and layers of a lifetime, a lifelong love story. It's an incredibly dark, depressing love story. But the thing that I was really drawn to with the song is how do you encapsulate the very first moment of meeting someone to the relationship's end? In one song. And he does that. Yeah, buckle up. It's a ride. You know, it happens in everyday life too. Just take out the bank robbery and the death part of it. But a lot of times relationships ending feel like that. We get caught up in drama and things going south. Much like a bank robbery every day. Which is where I feel like that's where it's relatable. That that core emotion of meeting someone... And it's sort of being this magical, intimate, electric thing. And then things just go south. And I love the part where he, you know, tries to blame it on her and he thinks that she's the problem, but really knows that it's him all along and has been.
0: I told myself it was all something in her. But as we drove, I knew it was something in me.
1: All of that's human. Stuff. Even if a relationship doesn't end, that could just be a Tuesday in a relationship.
0: I do love that. All right, Lauren, tell me what is that one lyric you chose from Springsteen's Highway Twenty Nine?
1: It was a small town bank. It was a mess. Well, I had a gun. You know the rest.
0: Oh. <sighs> was a small town bank. It was a mess. I had a gun. You know the rest.
1: It is so heavy and I love that he breaks in that stanza he breaks sort of this talking to himself journal diary type of writing that he has from the beginning of the song and he's directly talking to the audience or someone when he says "Will you know the rest And he's just admitted to armed robbery and potentially murder. I mean, I I read it as murder. And that is such a heavy confession. And just to hear that hint and the way that he delivers it, it is really, really powerful. And again, it gets back to that thing of he doesn't have to fill in the blanks. And if you were in that conversation... Yes, you'd have a lot of questions, but you know what went down was really, really bad, and he's in a bad spot, and he doesn't have to tell you or explain himself. And I love, I absolutely love that. He doesn't explain himself at all, which oftentimes human behavior and why we do the things that we do, we don't explain. Coming from a filmmaking background, Highway 29 to me is an entire movie within one song.
0: Lauren, I think that that one lyric you chose, is at least a third of a movie. And for him, he just says, hey, it was a mess, you know the rest.
1: That packs a lot in a very simple statement, which as songwriters, you know, that is what you're striving to do. Say what needs to be said and add a lot of weight to it and pack a lot of information in without getting heady. And he does it just so simply and brilliantly, specifically with that one lyric, but really with the entire song.
0: Well, I'm happy that we're going to have another interview for my other podcast, The Tour, where we're going to get into your career and your influences. But I do want to ask you this, since we're talking about it, that lyric that you chose, less is more, we agree. But as a singer-songwriter, how do you get to the point of less is more without writing something and feeling like less was less?
1: (laughs) We have dogs that have a lot to say. (laughs) So sorry, can you pause for one second? Absolutely. There's nobody here to answer the door, so I have to do it. That's great, I'll be right back, I'm sorry. All right, that's all right.
0: Oh, he's, okay. he's, fine. he's fine. How old is he? He is, uh,
1: he'll be eight this year.
0: Oh my God. I had a black lab who lived to be 14, Sally. Oh,
1: he's going to live forever, I've decided.
0: Yes, he will. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, I love that. Oh my God, I think I saw a picture on Instagram of maybe a girl in your life who, who sucked on your nose. And between a baby sucking on your nose and a dog yeah. licking you, good morning.
1: Yes, basically my niece.
0: I mean, I think people are divided into two camps. Those who accept kisses like that and those who don't.
1: His breath stinks right now, but it's fine. It's it's unconditional love. Um, <laughs> so, so sorry. Um, no problem. So you were asking
0: about. Yeah, you know, we talk about that lyric that, that you picked that less is more with Bruce. And he makes it seem so simple to write something that packs such a punch. But as a singer songwriter, how do you get to the point of writing less is more without at your point of your career feeling like less was just less.
1: I think for me, I think there's a perfect example on the new record. There's a song that I personally felt was so simple and it had a lot of meaning and it was actually sort of a love song and I've started playing it on live streams. Lock all the doors and turn down But at first, I wasn't sure if it should go on the record because I literally said to my co-producers, I was like, I don't know. I mean, this song is just really simple. The out
0: there.
1: And I love it, but I'm, I'm not sure that other people will. I think writing a simple song is one of the most difficult things we can come up with adjectives and and nouns and situations and color all day long. But to just say the thing that you need to say and let the audience fill in the rest is sometimes really difficult. But some of the best songs are that way, including Bruce songs. So I, I don't ever try to stay away from that, but I sometimes battle with whether or not people will feel the same. And in my experience, when it's done well and it's done right, then it always is stronger than the songs that say too much.
0: Lauren, thanks so much for taking part in that one lyric. I love the lyric you picked. It really, as you say, packed a punch.
1: The boss does that. It's pretty good at
0: it. Well, thanks, Lauren. We'll Thank see you on tour soon. Thank you.
1: Yes. I here with a broken heart.
0: Lauren's beautiful intention is seen in her many walks of life. Check out her new music and her short film that she made at laurenjenkins.com. And I don't know about you, but I need to hear her one more time. Recite that one lyric she chose from Highway 29, if only for her priceless reaction.
1: It was a small town bank. It was a mess. Well, I had a gun. You know the rest.
0: It was a small town bank. A reminder, this episode is also a video that's on our website, where you'll feel an even greater connection to Lauren, her music, and her dog Cooper. I appreciate the connections you've been making with me and for all your support in those reviews on Apple Podcasts. Keep the reviews coming they automatically enter you into a raffle to win a that one lyric baseball hat check them out along with cool t-shirts at that and please keep sharing our podcast with your friends and fellow fans some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric but who cares we're not apologizing for our fandom i'm glad you joined me that you're part of our community and that you enjoyed that one lyric i'm ted canova as i say to end the tour podcast Music makes it all better. See you next time. Close my eyes and I was running. Yeah, I was running and I was flying.